Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fix Yourself Handbook's weekly podcast. I'm Foster Ruggiero, the author of the Fix Yourself Handbook. Prepare yourself for the most exciting journey of your life. The process way of life creates one of the most exciting and wonderful life journeys, and yours is about to begin. Welcome back, everyone. A lot has happened since our last podcast, so let me take a little time and fill you all in as to what's happening. The release of the new book, That's the Fix Your Anxiety Handbook, is right around the corner, and we're hoping to publish it sometime in the next four to six weeks. In the meantime, the promotional campaign has been in full swing, and to say we're busy would be quite an understatement. We've done a dozen or so interviews since our last podcast, culminating with the opportunity to be a guest on Coast to Coast Radio with George Morey. That interview took place on August 23rd. Coast to Coast Radio boasts about three and a half million listeners, so it was a nice way to get the word out. Also, since the last time I talked with all of you, two celebrities have come forward and endorse the project. Those of you who have been with us since the beginning know that we did a television show with Daniel Roebuck way back in March of 2000. We were both guests on a PBS television show called Counter Culture. It was so nice to hear from him again and he took some time out of a very busy schedule to endorse the new book. So thanks go out to Daniel. Also, actor and comedian Adam Ferreira read the book And Adam is also endorsing the project. So thanks go out to both Daniel and Adam. On the print side of things, we've been busy there too. Uh, I've done about, I think we're about eight articles deep now, with writings being published in Mystic Living Magazine, Creation Magazine, The Mystic, Mantra Magazine, and we've just submitted a couple pieces by request, one to Oracle Magazine and one to Natural Awakening magazine. Authority magazine did a great spread on both myself and the book. So if you subscribe to any of these publications, check us out. Lastly, we're making some changes to the website to help you navigate that a little more efficiently. So stop by there if you can, www.fostregero.com. So let's look at our topic for the day. I've been getting a lot of interviews for information on anxiety and what it's doing in our nation. And uh, several of those publications I just went over were exactly that. One that's getting a lot of traction is a piece I did on uh, national unity and how anxiety is affecting that. I wrote the piece right after the uh, Roe versus Wade decision was uh, reversed. And at the same time, as we saw some changes to gun safety legislation. The title of the article was Babies, Guns, and Life and Death, How Feeding the Anxiety Demon is Destroying a Nation. And you know, I like to describe terms, so when I talk about anxiety demon, that's coming right out of the pages of the book. As I mentioned to all of you before, consistent with the Fix Yourself Handbooks approach, the program I'm presenting in the new book, the Fix Your Anxiety Handbook, presents the movement through anxiety and into a more healthy life as a process journey. I present anxiety as though it's a living monster who resides in your body and in your mind. I'm doing this because I want people to understand 
that anxiety is not who you are, it's what you have. Likewise, anxiety, anger, and disunity we see in our nation should never be seen as who we are, only what we have. If we look at it that way, it's something that can be defeated. I often use quotes after my primary title, and I did so in this particular article. And here's what I had to say. By our own willingness to work together to define plans to address the issues in our world, we invite the anxiety demon to take over our lives. In the end, it may well be our undoing. You know, everyone, at no time in American history, at least not since the Civil War, we haven't seen so much emotion, division, and disunity in this nation. On June 24th, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, while at the same time, the Senate passed the first major federal gun safety legislation in decades. Other social issues like racial, gender, and religious discrimination continue to command the headlines while unprovoked violence and death permeate an increasingly unstable national climate. Underlining every one of these concerns is a rising level of anxiety and as a result, a marked increase in anger in a nation still struggling to work its way through a crippling pandemic. Whether it's Roe versus Wade or challenges to the Second Amendment, have you noticed what's happening in this nation? We are intensifying our polar, that is our disunified way of thinking. And we now firmly believe that even when we first meet people, if they do not share the opinions we share, they become our adversaries. I've watched as this has developed and it began as a disunification that people felt caught up in. Unfortunately, now the way I look at it, it's what we are embracing. It seems to be nothing more than one power position against another. Either you are with me or you are against me. I've always talked about two kinds of anxiety. One is manageable anxiety. That's the kind that we experience every day and we have a reasonable idea regarding what to do with it. Then there's crisis anxiety. That's when we begin to feel uncontrolled or at least we have a difficult time pulling ourselves away from it. That's what I'm seeing happen on a national level, and that's dangerous. Today, we hear something, it quickly reaches our emotions, and very, very rapidly, we react to it. Folks, the problem is not that we disagree or who's right or wrong in any issue. The problem is that we do not have an honest, trustworthy communication system that allows for expression of ideals without judgment and with the focus on resolution of those issues in a healthy, unified movement forward. That's what's beginning to do us in. Differences of opinion can make you great or they can destroy you. It depends on how you approach it. We as a nation follow along with that. Either we are going to communicate with love, honor, dignity, and respect, or, or our anxiety turned into anger has the power to destroy us. In the article, I wrote that emotions have taken over the discourse while our anxiety, constantly fed by an intellect overtaken by negative emotional energy, continues to escalate, and we are becoming an intellectually challenged nation. Leadership in our nation, rather than using its influence to develop that so important communication system, seems to have jumped aboard the anxiety train and it is using it to further its own spurious agendas. Every nation 
goes through things like this. And those with good leaders can find a vehicle for unity through them. So whether it comes from the Oval Office or from others, we are going to need strong leaders who are going to teach a warm, dignified, and honest style of communication. We cannot make our need for emotional conclusions to any argument more important than the warm communication process that can take us there. The Second Amendment, Roe versus Wade, and all the other social injustices which are affecting our nation are symptoms of a much greater problem. We do not communicate efficiently. We do not communicate warmly, and we do not communicate honestly. We formulate our conclusions, then, with reckless abandon, we emotionally attempt to drive them forward in some misguided attempt to get what we want at all costs. It seems as though we're more afraid of the trust, the warmth, and the honesty that we must give and receive from each other than we are of the pain that we will inflict in our win-at-all-cost way of doing things. Anxiety, as it presents to us individually and as a nation, begins as a physical reaction to something, but it soon takes over the emotions and finally the intellect. Now we find ourselves responding with emotion to anything that we're presented with. This initial emotional response is where sound intellect used to reside, and we need to get back to the point where we give our brain enough time to understand what we're being presented with and to formulate plans to efficiently address those concerns. We are not doing that right now. If we are to survive as a nation, we must learn how to communicate honestly, warmly, and with trust. Before we trust anyone else, however, we must learn to trust that we, ourselves, are willing to lay down the swords, leave the war room, and embrace each other with love and respect. The warm communication that is needed to unify our nation does not exist in a world of hatred, mistrust, and small-picture thinking. Each individual must make a decision to rise above this way of thinking and behaving and understand that we, as one people, are more important than the issues we believe are dividing us. We must stop feeding the anxiety demon before it devours us. It will either be our ability to communicate warmly with efficient unification as the goal that saves us, or our undoing because we did not. So in closing, everyone, keep this in mind. Power does not come from annihilating your opponent. Power comes from the love, dignity, honor, and respect we give to each other. That will pave the way for the communication system we need to beat this demon and to save our nation. So as always, here's to the power inside you. God bless everyone. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to spend time with all of you. Have a wonderful week. God bless. Only you are the master of your own destiny. Be that master. Only you can change the world inside you. Be that change. Only you have the power to become the person you want to be. Be that person. You are limitless. Believe in yourself. Be that